Hello and welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Don't forget to like, uh, download, subscribe. I don't know what you really do to podcasts these days, but whatever it is, I would certainly appreciate that you do it. And please, please, please tune in each weekday on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, from 3 to 7 for the Charlie James Show. I would certainly appreciate that as well. Now, my grandfather used to say, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. His example was, you don't have to hit yourself in the head with a hammer to understand that it hurts. All you need to do is watch somebody else hit themselves in the head with a hammer to realize that it hurts. And he's absolutely right. But these words of wisdom seem to be lost on the left today absolutely lost on the left. They do not learn from their mistakes. You see, the left have their ideology, and that is what they have to cling to. And I've said before in a a podcast before, this is their religion. Their ideology is their religion, and nothing is going to sway them. Although the first thing you always need to ask yourself is, what do you believe And why do you believe it? Well, they're good at the first part. They know what they believe. They just don't know why they believe it. So therefore, there's nothing to tell them that what they believe is incorrect. Right? Certainly, the mainstream media isn't telling them what they believe is correct. In fact, the mainstream media is going right along with them, hook, line, and sinker. So for some reason... Over the past couple of years, we have all of a sudden, and I think it's been slow. I think this has been a long time coming. It's just kind of flown under the radar for a while. But all of a sudden, now we have the whole gender ideology thing. Now, we remember Bruce Jenner, right? And we remember that Bruce Jenner was part, you know, his stepchildren were the Kardashians and he was married to Kris Jenner. And then all of a sudden, Bruce Jenner started growing his hair long. And everybody started to question what was going on with Bruce Jenner. Then there was a very famous picture of Bruce Jenner in his SUV. I believe there was a minor fender bender. Nobody was hurt or anything. Wasn't even a whole lot of damage to the cars. But somebody uh, rear-ended him a little bit there, and it was no big deal. But there was a photo of him in the car with his fingernails painted. And then everybody was like, hmm, what is going on? with Bruce Jenner. And then we start to find out the truth, that Bruce Jenner, former Olympic gold medalist, was transitioning into a woman, and he would now be known as Caitlin. And everybody around the globe thought, well, that's kind of a weird thing. Maybe it was hanging out with the Kardashians that caused uh, this. And that's, that, was, that was my theory. Anybody married to Chris Kardashian would do anything to get away from that. But I digress. So that's when the whole trans thing really started becoming getting out, out there into the forefront. But it didn't start, or it certainly didn't end with Bruce Jenner. They kept going at it. And then all of a sudden you had Will Thomas, this male who decides he wants to be a female. And not only that, he wants to compete against women in women's swimming. So he becomes 
Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is physically superior to all of his competitors, and he knows it. In fact, Will Thomas, who is not fully transitioned, he hasn't had the surgery yet, apparently has been well known for walking around the women's locker room showing off the goods, if you will. And when women complain about it, they're the bigots. They're the ones that are in the wrong. Isn't that amazing? There's a very famous case up in, uh, in, at, at, uh, at Penn where there was a male swimmer there who identified as a woman. And he was walking around the locker room, fully naked, all the parts intact, and the women complained about it. Did this swimmer get booted out of the locker room? No. Every other female on the team got booted out of the locker room. This swimmer had the locker room all to himself, which I'm sure he didn't like, because after all, it was a, it was a little bit of exhibitionism going on there. And that's really what I think a lot of this is all about, exhibitionism. I really do. I think that is absolutely behind what's going on with a lot of these transgender people. They are so starved for attention that they feel like this is the only way that they can get it. And in today's society, that's exactly what happens. They get the attention that they are craving. But this has become a cultural phenomenon. It is, I, I've, I, again, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. So, I guess there are some brands out there, some folks who are in charge of marketing in some of these big corporations, they started to take notice too. And then they decided, look at this, what they deemed a cultural shift. Look at, what the, look at this cultural shift that's happening with the trans community and the gender ideology. This could be a market that we need to tap into. This could be a market where we will be seen as woke and raise our ESG score, environmental, social, and governance score. You have to have a good one of those. Otherwise, some banks might not lend to you. Yeah, that's really happening these days. So what do they do? They decide to go in on this whole gender ideology thing. Well, how did that work out for them? Well, as we find out, it didn't work very well. In fact, it was a huge, monumental mistake on their part. And they paid the price, and they paid it heavily. In just a minute, I'm going to tell you about Bud Light, Target, and North Face, and the huge decisions, and the huge mistakes that they made in their marketing. When you're the marketing director of a company, your job is to make your product, your company, as appealing to the general public as humanly possible. That's your job. And your job is also to keep your company away from controversy. That's the last thing you really want, is to have your company embroiled in some grand controversy. Your job is to keep them out of that. 
keep their name, the brand, squeak, squeaky clean. That's, that's your job. So when there are people out there that actually do the opposite, you just have to hang your head and, and just think, what were they thinking? It's like we started off the, the podcast saying, my grandfather uh, would say, listen, you don't have to put your hand on the red hot eye of a stove to know that it hurts. All you got to do is watch other people do it. And he's absolutely right. Well, apparently, they don't learn their lesson. And like I said before, this is their religion, and they're going to hang to it as strongly as they possibly can. Okay? So it was uh, not long ago that the marketing director for Bud Light, (laughs) Alyssa Heinerscheid, the vice president of marketing for Bud Light, she and a man named Daniel Blake, who oversaw marketing for Anheuser-Busch, they decided that they wanted Bud Light to go in another direction. According to Alyssa Heinerscheid, she wanted to get rid of the frat boy mentality of Bud Light. The frat boy mentality. Now, let me tell you how well the frat boy mentality was working for Bud Light. They were the number one selling brand in America. They, They sold more Bud Light than any other beer in the United States. So you'd, you would have thought they would have welcomed the frat boy mentality, as long as they're turning a huge profit and they were turning a huge profit. Well, because of their woke ideology, apparently uh, Alyssa Heinerscheid and, and, and Daniel Blake had never heard the term go woke, go broke. I mean, how many more examples do you need to have, folks, before you really learn the lesson? Well, apparently they didn't learn it at all. So they decided they were going to put Dylan Mulvaney's face on a can of Bud Light. Now, understand, this was only one can. It was one novelty can that they put Dylan Mulvaney's face on. And then Dylan Mulvaney appeared in several uh, videos... As a, as is a man as, appearing as a woman, masquerading as a woman, and the drinkers of Bud Light said, "Yeah, you know what? That doesn't align with my ideology. That doesn't align with my values." And again, that's what a marketing director is supposed to do: align your marketing and your branding with the ideals and the values of your target market. Well, they went completely 180 degrees away from their target market. And what happened? There was a huge, monumental backlash against Bud Light. In fact, Bud Light lost so much money, they couldn't even literally give the beer away. Saw several videos and pictures of uh, people at ball games, and you know you would have like uh, Heineken uh, Heineken stall, or you would have a uh, a Corona stall, or a uh, whatever Yinglings or, or Sam Adams stall, and then there was this Bud Light stall, and nobody was there. Even at Costco, they put the asterisk of death on their Bud Light, which means they are not going to restock that. 
In fact, Bud Light had to go to distributors and tell them that they were going to buy back any of the unused beer that they had purchased. That was, like I said, it was monumental. We'd never seen this stuff before because they went along with a, uh, a marketing idea, like I said, that went against the values and the ideals of their target market. Dylan Mulvaney has been doing this since really, well, it was the past couple of years. Uh, he, he, he is an actor, by the way. He's appeared on Ellen. He's appeared on a couple of television shows. Well, I guess he decided to make himself really, really famous by having his countdown of his days of womanhood, a girlhood, I think he called it, uh, girlhood. So he started dressing like a girl. Then he started, I'm not going to say acting like a girl because he was doing a really bad parody of a girl. And it's been fairly successful for him because apparently he's worth about one and a half million dollars right now. Not a bad payday there. But the backlash has been unbelievable. Bud Light has gone from the number one brand in America down to the bottom. Modelo is now the number one selling brand in America. How about that? I don't even know if I've ever had a Modelo. So then you would think that other companies would look at Bud Light and they would go, hey, hey, guys, hey, guys, listen up, listen up. Hey, you know that thing they did at Bud Light? We're not going to do that. That is, that's what we're, okay, everybody on board with this? We're not going to do that. Carl, are you listening? We're not going to do that. But the folks at Target decided, let's give it a shot. What the heck? So during Pride Month, the folks at Target decided that they would put their pride displays in the front of the store. Now, what was in these pride displays? Oh, there was all kinds of pride, all kinds of stuff, celebrating Pride Month, celebrating this. But in those sections, they had actually put toddlers and infants wear having pride logos on them. Pride logos on infant wear, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, they're marketing this pride ideology to. They even had bathing suits, because remember, this was in the summer. They had bathing suits for boys that were tuck-friendly. Tuck-friendly, meaning you could tuck your genitalia in a way that it could not be noticed. So therefore, a young boy would actually be a trans person, much like Dylan Mulvaney. Wow, that didn't work out at all. Because they had a huge backlash, because apparently Target, just like Bud Light, did not realize who their market was. A lot of people threw their hands up and said, that's it, I'm done with Target. And then you had North Face, Pretty much the same thing happened to North Face. How much money did these people lose? Holy mackerel. It is absolutely huge. Anheuser-Busch lost in a very short period of time. The company's market cap plummeted from $130.2 billion to $117.2 billion. That's a drop of $13 billion. That's unbelievable. It really is. So how about Target? Target lost 
$1.8 billion in market valuation, uh, valuation plunging from $72.4 billion to $61.6 billion. That's a 15% drop in market share. Folks, that's huge. That is very huge. So what about North Face? Well, VF Corp, an apparel and footwear giant that owns flagship brands like North Face, also lost substantial stock value after getting completely embroiled in the Come Out Pride ad featuring activist Patty Gonia. We all remember that. The backlash weighed on customer sentiment towards the company, with VFC losing more than $1.5 billion in market cap since May 1st. From $8.8 billion to $7.5 billion, that is down 14.7%. When will they learn? When will they learn that conservative boycotts work? Conservative boycotts make you lose market share. Conservative boycotts make you lose money in a big way. But then you got to look at what do liberal boycotts do? Well, if you look at the movie Sound of Freedom, and if you look at the song Try That in a Small Town, two things that the liberals decided to boycott, Sound of Freedom has now reached over $168 million in revenue while only taking $15 million to make. That's unheard of in Hollywood. Jason Aldean's, uh, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, after the liberals started boycotting it, it shot up to number one. That should tell people something. Conservative boycotts work. Liberal boycotts really don't work that well. So which side of the coin do you really want to be on as a corporation? Do you want to alienate conservatives? No. No, you don't. Do I think they're going to learn their lesson? No. No, I don't. I think we'll see a lot more of this woke ideology in the future. But soon they'll learn that America, at its core, is a center-right country. And we have values and we have ideals that we will not give up. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.